now tapped in with the introspective father and son duo. Last name may be strange, but never strangers to the game. Adjust the listening devices and keep it live. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ay, coming in, yeah. Flex, I just wanna win, yeah. LABB, who we running with, yeah. Two, two, three, three, I'm on 10 again, yeah. State your name. Hello. And welcome to another installment of No Strangers to the Game. Um, today is two days after, or a day after Christmas, apologies. And uh, we're going to really just be doing a wrap up of our year, a year for the world. Obviously, um, throughout this you know, podcast, we've talked about how tough 2020 has been, some of the pros, some of the cons. Um, but first off, just wanted to see how was Christmas for you? I know we was here together all day, but how was your Christmas from your perspective? I mean, it was obviously a lot different from the standpoint of not being able to interact with family the way we've done in the past. Um, but it was, it was good for me in a sense of being able to relax. Um, sometimes you get to running around and, you know, you put a lot of stress and pressure on yourself to try to go see everyone. In this case, it was, you know, a little relaxing, a little different. I'd like to been able to go out and see others and just kind of touch base with them. But all in all, it was good. Um, from my perspective, and um, I enjoyed it, you know, I enjoyed it, uh, and looking forward to a few more days of just kind of relaxing, catching up, and, uh, you know, taking things easy. Yeah, for me, I mean, it was it was good. I enjoyed, like you said, being able to relax, be here at home with family. We watched basketball all day, which is amazing for me, um, but it was a little weird. Not every Christmas since I was, you know, can remember, we were either at granny's house or we were here in the valley and we made our rounds to my aunt's grandma um, great grandma momo when she was here um so it was weird to not go see anybody or have you know extended family around but it was cool to just kind of like i said be in the house and just relax we made food which as i said in the last episode is a big part of the holidays for me so that, that made me very happy we have leftovers in the fridge as we speak um so i'm excited about that as well looking forward to that <laughs> But um, I wanted to get it, just get into breaking down this year. Obviously, a a, a weird year, a, a tough year, um, a year of change for sure. Um, one of the aspects I wanted to first get into is the economics of this year. I mean, a lot is floating around, even currently, and things have been done, you know, in the past or in this within this year because of the pandemic, things like that. Economics have changed. Um, you know, some people are trying to get money handed out and some people are trying to just have us roll on so we can make our money like we usually do. Talk about, break it a little bit down for me, the, the economics of 2020 and how things have changed. Well, I would say 2020 has been a year of pandemics, not just one, but I look at it in sort of four uh, sets of pandemics. Obviously the health pandemic of the coronavirus, then you had what I would consider an economic pandemic, uh, pandemic, where you know the finances, the money, and just kind of globally, you know, our economic system is under a great deal of stress. Um, that you know is on the verge of you know to go either way, as far as um, you know potentially co collapsing if we don't make the right right decisions. We also had a social injustice pandemic. You know, globally, you had protests around the world for various injustices uh, that was going on and occurring at the same time. And then you have what I consider environmental pandemic. 
you know, from California to fires burning to tornadoes to over in the Amazon and various places across the world where, you know, the environment seems to be changing, um, whether that's due to man um, doing what it man is doing to cause those changes or just the natural course of the earth and the planet adjusting. So, um, but to answer your question, as far as economics, yeah, it has been something that has seemingly shifting, you know, and always what almost a tran transfer of wealth. You have businesses that have been around for many years that will no longer be here. Now, some of this and a lot of this was happening prior to the pandemic, but I think it has accelerated, you know, those steps for some of those businesses leaving retail uh, has been having challenges over the years. Uh, recent years. And so all those things have been occurring. And I think the coronavirus pandemic has just accelerated uh, what's occurring at this point in time. So it's a challenge from a standpoint of what do we do next? You know, because our world has pretty much functioned in the same way for the past hundred years. And with technology and all the things that are happening, that are causing us to look at how we do things in a much different way, mm. you know, um, working remotely to where now you have people who are working, you know, living in one part of the country and working in their companies in another part of the country. So those are the things that I see as exciting on one hand, and I look forward to the changes and the transition. And on the other hand, a little, you know, unsettled because we're just not sure what happens next. So, um, so I think it's a, 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 a great time, uh, both for optimism and, you know, on some level to be, you know, a little unsettled because we're entering a zone that we haven't had or haven't experienced before. So, I mean, this is kind of a big question for one man to answer, but what, what is the balance between allowing things to naturally take its course? Like you said, over the past you know, few years we've seen our business and economic landscape change from small businesses to large businesses to how consumers, you know, buy things and how that's affected, you know, many industries um, and, and being able to say, OK, no, we need to step in and change some things, because if we don't, it's going to have dire consequences. Where is that balance of like, well, we just got to let it take court, take its course or we need to step in as a, as a people and change things. Well, I think the balance is that certain things are going to naturally happen. And we have to be able to adjust to those things like retail and the technology has come and even my generation and I'm not one to really shop online, but many of my generation are doing it and generations under me or under our generation uh, have a lot more comfort in doing that. And so that's a natural course that I don't see changing. It's probably more cost effective on a business owner to be able to you know, have an online business opposed to a brick and mortar. Uh, so those are dynamics that I think are going to happen. To what degree? I don't know. Uh, I don't know how much of the brick and mortar will be eliminated and how much will remain. But I think because we're social beings, that's something that will continue to have a desire to be able to have gathering places and social places to go, whether it be shopping, whether it be just for entertainment, or just kind of hanging out. Those are things that I think, you know, some of the business owners and, you know, the economic economists 
and smart people that do those type of things will be able to kind of figure out and adjust along with the people and how they, you know, continue to maneuver in this changing, you know, environment. Yeah, I mean, lots of questions definitely to be answered. And I think like you said, I mean, half of it's going to have to be adjusted on the fly. Other half is, like you said, experts and people that do this, being able to have some forethought and say, well, this is things that are going to become consequences or problems. We should probably try to avoid that. And we also can't allow the big businesses to control, dictate what happens. Because typically what happens, they going to, you know, want things to come out in their favor. Uh, case in point, Detroit. For many, many years before, before Detroit kind of basically, I wouldn't say collapsed, but went down and declined, you know, the way that it has, there were signs of what was going on. And the big oil businesses, the automotive businesses, they wanted to keep that control. As they saw things begin to transition and change, they didn't make those adjustments. And so when jobs began to get shipped off overseas, you know, that began to impact that area because jobs left and there were no other industries in which they were prepared to pro provide jobs and to um, continue to boost their economy. And so hopefully we, that we don't allow that to happen here in this country and globally where you have, you know, those large businesses that dictate and control what happens um, to the degree that we don't do what's in the best interest of all involved. Yeah, well. <laughs> we definitely need to make sure that doesn't happen. Um, to move on a little bit, I know we've done a lot of episodes, well, not a lot of episodes, but a few episodes on social justice, especially things that have occurred within the past year. Mm -hmm. um, and looking at some of the change that needs to be made, some of the change that has been made, just kind of give me a, your summary of what this year 2020 has done in terms of social justice, whether it be moving to making steps forward, backwards, you know, whether it did anything or, you know, so on. Well, I think it... I think it really created more of an awareness and for many who may have questioned or doubted that certain things were occurring. I think this year, you know, there's no doubt, you know, you may disagree with certain things, but there's no question that there is social injustices um, that are occurring here um, in this country and abroad. So the awareness has been increased. Uh, there seems to be at this moment, a desire to, to make those changes, the necessary changes to improve and minimize those injustices and those inequities. Um, but it comes down to sustaining that, right? Because oftentimes something happens and in that moment, you know, people are excited and willing to come in and commit to doing certain things to make those changes. But as time goes on, it seems like you know that desire and that commitment seems to to um fade. fade and you know you end up with the situation where things kind of go back to where they were so i'm hoping that all of us are stay committed to making these changes you know on the local level on a national and in global level to stay in it to to make sure that things change in a way that everyone is included everyone is in a position to where they have the same opportunities to take advantage of improving their lives. Right. And so um, it's going to be a, a huge undertaking and huge task because our, our society has never really worked that way. So it's going to take us shifting our thinking and looking at that if 
this community over here is able to benefit, it doesn't mean that my community is going to, you know, be, you know, um, would decline as a result. I think it would be a way that we can all work together to to improve our chances and our opportunities overall um, in various communities. So um, I hope that answers your question. Yeah, I mean, for me, it was like, I think I was impressed by the fact that, you know, my generation and um, those under me, I guess, we're so fast paced and quick to move on to the next thing. I think I was impressed by how, you know, strong and continuous the passion behind the issues were. Um, they didn't allow it to get brushed under the rug or get distracted. I think as we've gotten here, what, to December, um, there are probably still a ton of things going on. There's not as much media coverage, but I think what's most impressive is that, like I said, they stayed strong and that seemed to pe people seem to not just be angry and upset, but saying something's got to change and not necessarily having all the answers. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one thing that may be lacking from you know the social justice movement from this past year, some organization. In terms of like you always talk about things that we need and how do we get them you know because now we have a lot of you know momentum and things behind us how do we turn this into actual change but i like i said nonetheless was impressed by just the you know perseverance and the continued support of the movement from you know my generation which seems to always want to be on to the next thing so yeah well i'm optimistic um because this is probably one of those times when you know, it was the perfect storm of so many things happening at once. And it unveiled a lot of things that many of us knew and many of us probably ignored or didn't really want to face. And so this year kind of opened everything up and say, hey, this is what it is and how we deal with it and adjust to it. And, and the moves we make moving forward are going to definitely shape the future however good or bad that may be and what that looks like. So I'm, I'm optimistic because I think there's people for the first time um, that I'm aware of that many, many people really see the issues and many seem to be more open and committed to, you know, making the changes and doing what's necessary to, you know, improve our situations. Uh, in terms of the environmental pandemic you spoke of, I mean, for me, I was in Kansas for a good portion of the year. Um, not much happens out there. I don't think I witnessed, you know, a bunch, uh, much of an environmental change, but I know out here in California, you guys are dealing with, you know, wildfires and other parts of the country Drought. and the world. A lot of things are happening environmentally. One thing I wanted to ask is, do you think, I know, I know our, our actions as a human race have accelerated some of these things, but do you think these are natural kind of cycles the earth goes through or are we responsible for a good portion of, you know, these issues we've seen? You know, I'm going to say I don't really know. <laughs> and the reason I say that, I mean, there was tens of thousands of years that we had an ice age yeah. where the planet and most part of the planet was frozen. You know, was that something that naturally happened? Was that just the natural course of the universe? Or did something occur to cause that to shift and create that, um, what I would say, imbalance? So I think part of it is the the, the natural I guess changes in the in the planet. Yeah. Um, I think there is some things that we as humans are doing to cause that. I just don't know how much impact we're having. Uh -huh. I do believe that there is some impact that we're causing to the shifting and the uh, transforming of the planet. You know, where you know the temperatures rising, sea levels rising, and those type of things that are occurring. 
So how much is it us? You know, I, you know, I, I don't think I had an answer to that. Yeah, the reason I bring it up is because I think people who, you know, at least denounce the idea of climate change as a result of human action, their main argument is that, well, that's, you know, the way the earth kind of goes through its life cycles. And that could very well be true. I don't know that I don't have enough data or knowledge on it to right. be able to make that assertion either way. But what I do know is we shouldn't have land masses of trash in our ocean. We shouldn't have true turtles choking on straw. You know what I mean? The kind of the things that we see that are happening, oil spills, that's us. There's there's no denying that. And right. that's something that we've got to fix um, moving forward. So that's why I brought that up. And I think that's, you know, one of those things that we saw this year, um, a few things that weren't so highly publicized, you know, that were definitely a result of human action. And, and so that's another thing that I hope moving forward we, we address because we need to. Yeah, and I think there's some things that we can do to at least to some degree um, slow down that transformation, you know. So um, with some of the science that's behind, you know, global warming and the climate change, um, you know, definitely, you know, cutting back on our, you know, carbon footprint and all those different things that can be, uh, beneficial to you know slowing that transition you know um from where it's headed yeah. um last but certainly not least is the health pandemic um we everybody knows about it everybody knows kind of what understands a little bit about what's going on and the impact it's had from the lives lost to those who have gotten sick um, obviously we've experienced it in this household but i want to take a different angle on it in terms of giving me some of the pros and cons that may come from this. And I know it's tough to think that there are, you know, benefits or pros that come out of, you know, losing the lives we lost and, you know, what this health pandemic has put, you know, our world through. But I do think that there are some positives in terms of the way we'll move and the way we'll act from here on out as a people. Um, and then just what, I guess, quarantining and, you know, forcing people to kind of Stay in, stay in one place, some of the benefits and pros that have come out of that, if you know, you can give me your opinions on that. Yeah, I'm a little conflicted on it. As you say, I always try to find the, the silver lining in every situation, what's good, what's going to help us move forward, what are some of the things that we learn, you know, along with the, you know, the negative impacts. So I think, you know, from a medical standpoint, that there will be some some lessons learned, um, us understanding our bodies and environment a little more. People, I think, will look at being more healthy because one of the challenges with COVID-19 is it said that most people who really get impacted uh, severely have underlying issues, you know, their health issues, whether it be diabetes, whether it be heart challenges, whether it be um, overweight, uh, those things, seem to help COVID create even more damage or more, you know, severe uh, issues. So hopefully out of this, we can begin to look at how do we be more healthy? What are the things that we can do to boost our immune systems so that, you know, whatever comes along, we're in a position and healthy enough to where our bodies can fight off, you know, some of the challenges that may face, that we may face moving forward in the future. So I'm hoping that those are some of the things that we'll begin to do from a natural standpoint, not so much, you know, just pharmacy and medic, medic medication, but naturally doing things that's going to improve our health so that we can, you know, fight off whatever comes in the future. 
Yeah, I think greater than that, you know, just the physical um, things that people were going on. I think people obviously took it as a time to get right, you know, start eating healthy, um, practicing greater habits to where, you know, like I said, those underlying conditions won't be as much of an issue. But even greater, I think when you make people sit down in their homes with their families, you got a lot of reconnection. I think you got a lot of people who had to address some mental health issues that were probably covered up by the fact that I could just get up, go to work every day and kind of you know, they didn't have to actually deal with it. Um, and so as we for, literally forced the world to slow down, right? I think a lot of benefits come from that. I think people, um, like I said, I mean, people having to sit in one place, you know what I mean? One led to them learning more about themselves, <laughs> about their family. I know we learned a lot about our family here and having to sit in each other's faces every day. Um, but you know, how to handle things, conflict resolution, things that we didn't do because a while back we could just, we'd go to work, school, come home, we'd go on our computers, phones, and that was it. That was our day. But now you can go on your phone and computer so long and then you got bored. Like, okay, I guess I got to go sit in here with these people. Um, and you know, and enjoy their company cause we're going to be in here together for some time. Um, and so I think those are some of the benefits and hopefully as we soon, hopefully transition out of you know, a, a physical quarantine, people still take the opportunity to pause, slow down and address issues that need to be addressed. And then just enjoy each other's company, enjoy your family, which I know is something that we learn to appreciate and do. Um, even if it's just as simple as the dinner table, um, it's coming together for dinner. I know while I was home for that four or five months, you know, we ate dinner at the table pretty much almost every day. Yeah. And that was something not, we didn't, we didn't never do it, but it wasn't something we did nearly that, as often as that. And so there's some, once again, this, this channel seems to be a lot about food, but once again, there's something about a good meal and fellowshipping over good food that just puts everybody in a good mood, I think, so. Absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah, like I said, this was in me, as I see it as a reset, you know, let's hit the reset button, let's shift, because prior to the pandemic, we were heading down a course that was not sustainable and I'm, I'm optimistic that we're gonna make the correct adjustments so that we can you know, get on a course that's more sustainable, more uh, inclusive and equitable to you know, the majority of the people here uh, so that life can be, you know, the quality of life can be good for, for everyone who makes that decision and has the opportunity to um, create the environment that they want. So for me, that's that's important to be able to wake up every day and be passionate about what you're doing, to be excited about the people. And now that we've been isolated for so long, I'm hoping that when things do open up, we are more, you know, kind and appreciative of you know those interactions and being able to gather and you know see one another the way that we took for granted prior to you know the pandemic. Um, but also over these last, you know, several months and years, we've also seen, you know, a great deal of divisiveness mm -hmm. in our country and, you know, globally. And, you know, that's one of the things that I'm a little concerned about is, will that change? Will it, will that divide continue to grow or will we find a way to, you know, minimize that, deal with it and address whatever the differences that we have so that we can, you know, create an environment that's, worth living in for our current generation and future generations to come. Yeah, I mean, another theme I've noticed throughout as we've been here speaking is 
things had to get ugly before they get better, hopefully. And, you know, this year things got, I think in a lot of areas, things got worse, but I'm excited for what 2020 has in store and not just because it's a new year and hopefully, you know, once again, the things we've been dealing with in 2020 can subside, but because now that we've had a chance to, like you said, hit the reset button, we can go into 2020, 2021 with a better understanding of, first of all, what we need to change. And hopefully we, you know, did the necessary research and steps in terms of looking internally and things like that to be able to make those changes. Um, so I want you to, I'll start, but I want you to give me, you know, what you're looking, what you're most looking forward to from yourself, from your family and from the world here in 2021 coming up. Um, for me, um, 2021, I think is an opportunity. I finally, you know, haven't competed since February of 2020. So basically this whole year, I've just been working out, working out, working out. 2021 is finally a time to compete, you know, go out on the track and try to prove, you know, prove myself to my peers, to myself, to my coaches, everything like that. And so that, you know, something that for myself, that's one thing that I'm really looking forward to. But two, um, as I'll graduate, or I've already graduated, but as I'll probably finish school um, for good, or not for good, who knows if I'll go back. But as I finish school, I'll be transitioning to some type of career path and, and working down that road. And I think there's excitement, a little bit of, you know, anxiety and nervousness about it, but definitely excitement about the idea that 2021 is hopefully going to kick off my you know, transition into life, if you will. And what career path? I mean, I want to get into the business of sports and entertainment. That's what I'm studying right now. Um, I, you know, like I've, I've talked about before, um, the idea of going professional in track and field is something that I, I think I'm really excited about. And I think I'm going to assess after this year. So depending on how this year of track and field goes for me. Uh, but regardless, you know, whether I go pro or not, I know I want to get into the business of sports and entertainment. And so, um, making steps currently. I mean, like I said, this this time where I was at home doing nothing, I kind of was able to apply for you know an internship and got it. Um, I was able to you know start making steps to where I was making networking connections and reaching out to people in within my industry to where you know down the road those would be benefit beneficial to me. So um, a lot of good has come out of 2020 and you know sitting down and being you know still. But I'm excited for what 2021 has to offer as we hopefully transition to back to some type of normalcy and making things better. Yeah, I mean, I think that's uh, it's going to be interesting to watch and excited to see, you know, your, um, you know, progression, you know, from here forward, you know, both career wise uh, uh, as a athlete and, you know, as someone who is in the business of sports, you know, from the you know, executive or management side of that. So I'm looking forward to, to seeing how that goes. And I think it's, I think it's going to be good. Mm -hmm. And so I, I trust and believe that you're going to make some good decisions and things are going to go in a direction that propels you to where you want to be. As for me, I see 2021 as a result of 2020 really kind of allow me to look in depth at where I'm at, where I want to be, and, you know, seeing how things can shift so quickly to saying, you know what, I have to, I have to, I got to live, you know, I got to live with passion. I got to, you know, go out and, you know, do the things that I feel are necessary. Um, obviously do my homework, research to understand, but do the things that I'm passionate about. And, you know, that's what I'm looking at in 2020 is doing things that, I'm even more passionate about the things I do now. I like and I enjoy, 
but I haven't gotten to where I feel that I'm doing things that I'm extremely passionate about, you know, community economic development, you know, going into communities, into my communities and making changes uh, where you have, you know, poverty, where you have unemployment, where you have, you know, some violence and things that make a community, you know, unsafe and a place where many people don't want to be. My passion is being able to go in and make the necessary changes and adjustments so that those communities can thrive and the people in those communities can reach their full potential. They have access to education. They have access to, you know, capital and wealth and the resources they need to be able to fulfill their dreams. And so for me, it's about living life to the fullest and, you know, going after whatever it is that you set your heart to and your desire to do so that you can live, live to the fullest, you know, like the, the movie we saw last night, Soul. You know, what I got out of that, if for many of you don't know, it's a new show or movie uh, that was recently released, um, Jamie Foxx, and it's an animation about uh, a young man who was a teacher who dreamed of being a jazz pianist and performing in, in big shows, and that was his, you know, aspiration. And long story short, you know, he went through this near-death experience and he began to realize, you know, what he was put here to do and how he needed to go about uh, approaching that, being inspired and living life like every day is your last and not living with regrets and, uh, you know, just going for it. And so that's one of the things that I see moving forward is, you know, going for it, you know, making the things that I dream about and think about, making them a reality, making them happen. You know, as far as our family, you know, that's as well pushing everyone around me to to look at life from that perspective and not be fearful of what may or may not happen. But when you have the passion and you have the ability and you've done the work, uh, let's shoot, let's shoot a shot. And, you know, and if we if we don't make it, you know, we regroup and, you know, take another shot, you know. So to me, that's what life is about is is going for it living with no regrets and just, you know, um, living life to its fullest, you know? And so I, I guess to answer your question, you know, for me is living life to the fullest. Yeah, I'd agree. I mean, I liked that movie a lot. So I think it had a pretty interesting message that we're still trying to decipher. <laughs> um, but I think one thing that I took away from it was appreciation too. Um, like, she, I mean, the one character had never been able to live in a body on earth or however it worked out, but um, when she finally got to be here on earth, she took so many things and just appreciated from being able to walk to, you know, it's the taste of pizza to, you know, things like that. Um, so I think that's what I took away from is, and, and from 2020 as a whole is appreciation for the little things, the simple things that we overlook or take for granted. Being able to see your grandparents, being able to be at family gatherings and being around people you love. Um, don't take that for granted. I think that's what 2020 has taught us. Um, and so, you know, I'm excited. I'm excited for 2021. I think what we a lot of what we discussed here today is the issues we face in this world and even personally are often drummed up or, you know, caused by ourselves as humans or, you know, as, as we talk about ourselves personally. Um, and that's obviously unfortunate, but I think it also means that you have the power to fix it because you created it. Um, and so I think 2020 allowed us to look inward and say, we have these issues that we need to address um in 2021 let's go forth and fix it so that's right 
So yeah, I mean, we appreciate all of you guys for listening through this past year. Um, it's been an interesting one. We've had a lot to talk about, as you all know, but um, like I said, we appreciate you guys for coming along and we hope you continue on with us as we move forward. Indeed, and live life to the fullest, appreciate what you have and live with no regrets. That's the motto for 2021. Well, that's gonna do it. Peace.